Welcome to episode 174, God help us all, of the Bugwaters Pod. Uh, we are reading Out of the Shadows by Christina Ireland, which is why I book from the High Republic. And today we are talking about chapters 12 through 24. So we are in the middle of the book and shit's getting real. The gang's coming back together. Sel's mom got Galen urso You know, it's all... Normal shit's going on. Is that uh, just the, the universal Star Wars like, yes. phrase now? For, when a for kidnapping dies? your parent? No, 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 no. For kidnapping your parent to do an evil right. science. Okay. That makes more <laughs> it's sense. It's fairly yeah. specific. Because <laughs> I was like, if we're talking about dead parents in Star Wars, then we should oh. probably be calling it the Shmi Skywalker. I was going <laughs> to say, we have a plethora of things we could call that, friend. <laughs> I think it'd be harder to call it after an alive, a uh, call it after, name it after an alive parent. To be fair, it's true. Oh God! All right. Uh, what? What are we? What are? What are we drinking, friends? Um, I'm drinking a Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. Uh, it is my second of the evening. Is it your second? I didn't even see you drinking. Yeah, the first you were one. sleeping. <laughs> yeah, of course I was. This is shocking to everybody. Yes. <laughs> Just a little. A little uh, glimpse backstage at Book Wars Pod HQ. I'm un- snapping. I'm unconscious. A solid sixty-seven percent of the time. I'm unconscious until he pulls me out of my pod to record. So <laughs> you know, out of my egg. <laughs> uh, I have to give her like three warnings to wake up. Yo, shut the fuck up! I, you, you bum, <laughs> <laughs> Rana. What do you have? Well, one. I just want to say I can always tell when Kate is sleeping. To- uh, because of where Orca is in photos. So if I see the Bureau, I know she's taking a nap. If it's he's true. on the couch, she might still be taking a nap. It's true. Um, <laughs> I am drinking. Normally I do beer on Book Wars Pod. And by the way, I have two of those in my fridge right now, Chris. Um, but I have Ciro because yeah. we had a big snowstorm this weekend. Well, not that big, but we had a snowstorm. And I was like, this means I'm cooking and drinking wine. I've never had this before. It's from like very southern Italy, like almost Sicily, but not Sicily. And everything on here is in Italian, but it's good. It's very like, it's not as drinkable as like Sicilian wines or Spanish wines, but it, it's pretty chill. It just is described as a classic red wine, but in Italian and in weird calligraphy. So that's what I'm drinking. I think the vineyard is Lebrandi. I don't actually know. There are a lot of words on here. <laughs> I love it. I love it very that much. Just it's delicious. Me, that just reminds me of how, so if anybody here ever goes to Italy um, and you want to drink cheap, literally just go into any bar or restaurant, ask for whatever their house wine is, yep. and it's going to be better than the most expensive wine you've gotten in the United States, and it's yeah. going to cost like three euro a glass. The nice thing about um, Southern Italian wines is they're cheap. So mm-hmm. we went through a couple bottles of them over the last few days. Um, but it was cold and snowy and they were like $11 a bottle for delicious wine. So yeah. that's my answer. I will pass it over to you, Kate. Um, Ash, you got anything? Or you just... I'm drinking a Sprite Zero, different from my normal water. I was going to say, it's got flavors, bro. That's exciting. 
You make it sound like the only beverage I consume is water, which is not entirely untrue. <laughs> I I love it. There was like a great moment where you realized that the end of that sentence was going to be proving her right. You were like halfway through telling her off and then you're like, fuck. I also have a bottle of water, so... <laughs> You know. Excellent. I'm a thirsty boy, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's a a good thing. We love health. Um, So I've got... I found this in the back of the fridge. I don't know how it just mouths, do we? (laughs) I I forgot it was muted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I I love y'all so much. All right. Um, <laughs> um, I've got, I've, I don't know where this came from because I didn't buy it. I don't think we, I don't think we bought this. One of the, one of our friends brought it by last time they came over to play Frosthaven. I well, think. bless whoever the fuck that was. Um, I've got Odell Brewing. Uh, I've got Sippin' Blackberry Sour Ale, which is a variation on their Sippin' Pretty, which I'm a big fan of. Um, Lately Tart and Bounced by Sweet Blackberries and a touch of Himalayan Pink Sea Salt. Oh. Nothing's complete without the Himalayan pink sea salt. I'm like, wait, is the sea touch? Never mind. This blackberry sour will delight even the pick- pickiest of bears. Thank you. That's great. I I'm will be trying that not from your house, but from a store. Um, just to clarify, I'm not going to drive over and steal your beer while you're this gone. Is but the only one that was in my fridge. I'm going to find it in a store. Is my point because it sounds really good. Kate, right. that's an excellent point that I've never considered. I've never heard it called Himalayan pink sea salt yeah. specifically. Thank you. I think that's wrong. Yeah. I think it's just Himalayan. Like, I think it's a salt mine. It's yeah. rock salt, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Because it like all comes it's, from I, it's Himalayan pink salt. Ding dong ass can doesn't know geography. It says sea salt. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works, but all right. If you drink enough of them, you will not remember. <laughs> They're counting on it, clearly. <laughs> this is pretty good. All righty then. Sea salt or no. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't taste like the sea? I want my fucking money back. <laughs> Relatable. Yes. Um. And before we get going, uh, our cause for this book is the Palestinian Feminist Collective. Um, they're an intergenerational collective of activists, organizers, practitioners, creators, thinkers, artists, scholars, healers, water and land protectors, life givers, and life sustainers, and they're committed to achieving Palestinian social and political political liberation by confronting systemic gender sexual and colonial violence um oppression and dispossession so please give them money because oh my fucking lord Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything is bad and somehow keeps getting worse and uh jesus christ (laughs) kate can i add one thing about them real quick oh yes of course if you are somehow you know actually no no judgment but if you're looking for like information about the vast rich history of Palestine and the surrounding area. Um, they are phenomenal as a resource as well. They have tons of webinars, follow them on social media. They have really interesting things highlighting uh, not only like feminist history of Palestine, but um, all sorts of things that get left out as we often have to be really urgent and thinking about like ongoing issues, but they're also a really great resource for just learning about all sorts of really cool, like culture, history and people just yes. put another yes. and give them money. Yes. They are human beings as well as being in crisis. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you. Alrighty. Um, shall we 
Should we talk about the High Republic? I st- as I start laughing because everything is a, everything is a mess over here in 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 fake space land. So, um, Chris, you fucking when is it not a mess in fake space land though? You make a compelling fucking argument, dude. The Ewok party on Endor is pretty lit. <laughs> That was the one moment where true police <laughs> in the galaxy was, there was they one were day. Eating the cannibalism man- helped. I was about to say they were eating man flesh, but <laughs> I like how Kate and I are like, but cannibalism. But also I don't think that really negated it for us. We were like cannibalism was part of the piece. Is yeah, cannibal- exactly. Is it cannibalism if the Ewoks ate humans? Well they Excellent were they're serving human to humans, right, I assume. Right. So like, you know, you've got this like a fucking stormtrooper hot dog like going. I don't around, know that like, I'd assume that. I mean, I, think... I bet they did. You're probably really hungry after war. I, would... I mean, that's what rations are for. If right. you have Tastes the like... choice of mystery meat that you can tell yourself is not human flesh, and you just finally got out of this like decades long conflict, right? You're I need so somebody's sweaty. arm. <laughs> like, and then they're like, or you could have this MRE. Like, what are you going to choose? Yeah, come on. I'm absolutely <laughs> going to choose the MRE. <laughs> Okay, as a person who's consumed MREs. Oh my god, if they're gonna say human flesh. <laughs> <laughs> as, a can- as a cannibal myself. Oh. It's like, damn, white people in Texas, yo. <laughs> Unsalted human flesh, yes. <laughs> no marinade, nothing. <laughs> MREs aren't that bad, was the point I was trying to make. <laughs> Sorry. Not straight, no chaser. But human they're not flesh. seasoned. Like I've had them before as well, and they're not good. Yeah, well, oh, that's man. what half I'm the if if given the choice. That's half of our culture human here. So flesh. <laughs> Listen, I'm Mohawk. And I shouldn't ch- be in this. <laughs> ch- <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Okay. I. <laughs> Yeah, we got off on a. You wrote this sorry. outline. I'm not. I know it's fine. <laughs> it's. Oh, I'm sorry. This is very serious and 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 straightforward and on topic pod. <laughs> not enough cannibalism in this book. Oh my god! Zero out of ten. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the world building because it feels. To be fair, we're talking about world building. Sometimes you watch. Yeah, with people. cannibalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, no. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's. It was clarify. a. It was an intentional segue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it feel it just feels like there's a lot more to the world in this book than they're usual, and and like and we started this podcast because I was like I want to know more about the world that's like surrounding Star Wars and happening in between the movies and stuff like that. And so you got to learn about Luke eating noodles. Yes, which is why I learned about Luke eating and also floating noodles. Um, don't we're, excuse we're me, he never... scooted. He scooted those noodles. He didn't. You're right. Float noodles. is is generous. You're so right. God, we're never um, we're never reading Air to the Empire, y'all. Anyway, guys, I made a Star Wars reference. It's Air to the Jedi, not Air to the Empire. <laughs> Whatever. I'm. I. Kate I, is also ne- unapologetically never going to read Air to the Empire. That's true so. too. Sorry, Nancy. Anyway, <laughs> listen. Air to the Empire was the coolest book in the world when I was nine years old. <laughs> That's an excellent way to put it. Um, I love this. But it it feels like the fact that they're in this whole different era gives them so much more leeway to actually build stuff out. Which is, like, interesting because, like, I mean, we all rightfully make fun of it. But literally the first words we see of the prequel era are the taxation of trade routes to outlying systems are under dispute. 
Like, where the fuck is Miranda today? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it, it's very like George Lucas and like has a long history in Star Wars of having this like absolute batshit craziness going on in the social socio political background, and we don't really see that in Star Wars books that often. But I feel like we're getting a lot more of it in the higher public lately. Agree. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like actually trying to think about when's the last time we've seen any of this in a book. And I'm like, all I think about is Bloodline because obviously that entire book mm. takes place in Catalyst. The Senate. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. some of the Padme series. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no. When yeah, I- but those aren't really background. That's more that those are, that those are the themes of those books. That's true. Like there, yeah. there are books that have political themes or uh not so much socioeconomic themes star wars doesn't do poor people um but like uh, we don't really have it where like the theme of this book is a quest to stop the nile from doing xyz and also we're learning about how the poors feel about the jedi like you know like it is it's an interesting i think star wars is kind of this is my commentary as someone who hasn't read The High Republic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Star Wars has always been kind of afraid to show that people probably wouldn't be big fans of the Jedi. Yes. Just, yes. like, inherent. I'm just saying from my perspective of, like, if I see some dude who's magically gifted the ability to move things with his mind and use a cool laser sword, I'm gonna hate that guy. And then you find out they, like, <laughs> take children. Oh yeah, no, just just the just the baby napping. Yeah, just super mm-hmm. good and normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you can't really do that in anywhere in the original trilogy either, because then it turns into like the Monty Python like <laughs> farmer who elected you, like you know, like <laughs> like wow. it's like no, oh no, we're taking the spotlight away from our main character who is hero's journey perfect. No, we're not supposed to do that. So we're we're gonna we're gonna dial that back. Um, and and so it's just very interesting to see that view here and obviously we haven't gotten a ton of inside views of the nile and marky and roe in particular yet but like particularly in phase two we're going to learn a lot more about like why do people hate the jedi and why do the nile hate the jedi and so like it's interesting just to see that like it's it's like it's very much become like a fan discussion point and like edgelords are like the jedi were all you know baby nappers and child soldiers and the empire was right like it's the empire was right oh my god it's fucking never i think like two things can exist at the same time one is it's kind of fucked up that they took children yes and also the empire did genocide (laughs) yeah and also like the jedi did a lot of good for a lot of people and they yeah Yeah. i think they sometimes are a little adjacent to like space cops and I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of that part. But um I I know Chris just looked at me like I personally offended him and stabbed him in the gut and I know I that's did? really yes. Oh, I'm I'm literally I'm looking at the outline. I'm not even oh, looking okay. at my camera. I was like I know that's really like reductionist, but um the other no, thing Cr- too No, Chris, like, Chris just doesn't have his glasses on. It's fine. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I was like damn, I guess I guess that was a bad take. Um but I also think that yeah, I I get a little iffy when they're doing like political backup things, like you know, and that's something that's talked about in this book because they're so easily just like inserted for political purpose, um, without really thinking about it. And it's yeah, I mean maybe they do, and maybe they're just naive. I don't know. But for people who can understand other people's intentions, they're very easily used as like political pawns. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And we're going to dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. I was um, going to say, Rana, you, you've, uh, have not been on our last few episodes, but in last episode and also our last book, when we read the rising storm, I fucking railed against Stellan Geos because I hate that again. motherfucker. It's going to happen again, like and five minutes. Literally there's, there's a, there's a point with several sub points under it in this outline that yeah. says Stellan fucking Geos. So <laughs> yeah. we'll get there. Um, but, well, but I'm a hundred percent with you. The only other thing I'll say about the expansiveness, and it's not necessarily political, although I guess in some ways it is, is um, it's just really nice that this book is one of, well, it's not the nice that it's one of the few, but it is really nice to read a Star Wars book where there's actually a diversity of like skin tones and hair types. So obviously mm-hmm. Justina Ireland is, actually I don't know what gender identity Justina Ireland has, but anyway, having I a black author. I say she uses she, her. Okay, thank you. Having a black author just adds like the fact that it's not just automatically all of these characters are white and here's your one person of color it's like the majority of background characters that are described are in a variety of skin tones white people are described as beige um i was just like oh (laughs) this is actually nice oh people have dreads people have braids Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, it is mm -hmm. so much richer in terms of painting characters because it is not just like everyone in star wars is white with one cool black friend um and so i just want to name that in terms of the expansiveness of it's just kind of fun to get to actually have a variety of different things like that in the way characters are designed and built up and yeah it's definitely different than a lot of star wars books wait do you think that sill is like finn's great 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 grandmother <laughs> i actually think emery is uh proto skywalker oh my god the only the only white man we've ever seen <laughs> they have to be related <laughs> Um, you just you just gave me flashbacks to the one time where uh, I saw that Mace someone was like Mace Windu is Finn's grandpa. Oh my <laughs> god, I've seen that everywhere. It's like it makes me throw myself out the goddamn window every time. Dude. My favorite is when people were like Aiden Versio is Ray's mom. I okay. I, I thought I thought I thought Bria's like brain was going to explode out her eyeballs which you want to know know something really fucking funny it was on my old podcast skyhoppers where i clipped the podcast where we were talking about how fucking stupid it was and this guy was like here's a bunch of points and said like nice to see that today's liberals are so racist yada yada and then you and then you should know that they've been laying in clues because the Dell, it would be her father, and Del Rey is the name of this publisher that does Star Wars. Oh, wow. So then people started calling what? Zay, oh. Zay Miko, Del Rey, and that was because of me. But oh, I love that. I... I, love, I love your contribution to fandom menace culture, Ash. Wow, I'm just. I'm gonna go on mute. I need to I sit here <laughs> and reevaluate. <laughs> Oh and then the guy just called this racist, sexist idiots for some reason and was what? like, you guys are idiots who well, don't know anything about Star Wars. I was like, okay. Fascinating. Fascinating. The Del Rey the thing not... took me the fuck out, even at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, this Del is Ray. the <laughs> Oh, my God. That is highly special. Holy shit. I was going to say something before that broke my brain. Oh, <laughs> that's so that's so special um rana going back to what you're saying about um the diversity in this book absolutely agree and also just to like tie that back into us talking about 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 
this book actually going into what politics and socioeconomic stuff. I, I, I think it's important just to think about who writes these books and, you know, who mm-hmm. um, got brought in on this project in the first place. Um, you know, I, I, we were, thrilled at you know in, at, in chicago star wars celebration when they announced this project and we heard and we heard um really everyone who was getting involved with it but i think you know just having um justina ireland daniel jose older um being two of the people who laid the foundation for um this entire section of star wars i don't know what to call this uh, <laughs> Era. yeah what that's a word. Yes, I knew that word. It was Time in my brain. Time section. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this entire era of Star Wars, I think, has been really, really important. The fact that they have been bringing in um, um, other other authors of diverse backgrounds, like um, Sarah Cordova, and I can't even remember who, who who else is writing for them right now. Uh, Alyssa Wong. Yes. Um, Lydia Kang. Yes. But it's great. There's someone else too. Yeah. But it's great. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Huzzah for that. And and I think that I think you're absolutely right in that. Like part of why I mean, George Lucas is famously like Dude Bros on the Internet, he's famously apolitical. Star Wars is apolitical. Oh my um God. no, but like he is famously extremely fucking political. Mm-hmm. But historically Hollywood is not. Yeah. And even though he kind of went against Hollywood with these movies, he's still a creature of his background. Right. I mean, so like he only goes so far and then everybody else who does it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about like who's who's writing these books versus who's working on everything the fuck else in Star Wars, especially the movies. Um, You know, funnily enough, a mystery box politics. Stop it. Uh, Funnily enough, a white person who grew up solidly middle class when there used to be a middle class, you know, like back in the back in the 70s and 80s, having a little bit of a a different perspective on how things work. Whereas for some of us, politics is uh, not being aware of politics is impossible because that's just am I allowed to like just like go outside, you know, without feeling like I'm going to get rocks thrown at me. So, you know. That is all. <laughs> Chris, you wanted to rant about, about about your favorite person. I did. I did. I mean, did we want to talk about any of the specific socio-political, socioeconomic no. themes? Or do we want to just leave it there? No, we I mean, can. I think we talked about it. <laughs> we can just leave it there. I, 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 can, I can talk for a whole fucking hour about Stellan goddamn Geos. That's um, what I can do. I w- you know I will talk about xylophone that we've decided is what we're, yeah. we're only calling him that I oh my god what an insufferable motherfucker I I'm not gonna lie though um so just like wave after wave of her experiencing what it means to be a what it means to be a person of wealth like just like being confronted with what he can do and how easily he can like pay her so much money and like all of this stuff just kind of reminded me of like the first time I went I went to go visit your parents and you're like we don't have that much money and then I walked into your house and I was like I could fit like five of my childhood house in here and then you were kind of like 
oh and i'm like yes i was like afraid to touch anything in the house like i was just like oh my god the white people are gonna fucking crucify me for touching their white furniture i didn't want to put you on blast but i thought of you in certain scenes there's a line chris i assume your parents don't listen to this right my mom has in the past i don't think okay so i'm gonna hold my comment no 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 no, you should say everything that you want to say. Okay, well, Kate, you can choose to cut this if you're uncomfortable. But there's a, there's one line where Syl is like, well, if you're going to be around wealthy people, at least you can take their money and go. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Kate. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was that exact not, experience for you, Kate. So I'm glad you're bringing not, it up because I didn't want to put you on blast. Listen, you're not wrong about that. And you know what? I'm okay with it. <laughs> They they have more than enough, so that's fine. But yeah, no, I I really related. I I did really relate to Sylvie just being like, well, if I'm in this weird situation, what can I milk it for? Because like, yeah, girl, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, why why wouldn't you do that? Especially because like this guy's just like, God, he's the scum of the earth. He's just like, I worked so hard to take like Grandma's giant pile of money and make two more dollars, and I'm like wow <laughs> jesus lord um we talked we, i feel like we talked a lot about that in the last episode so i think i'll leave it there do, do y'all have any yeah no i mean yeah i mean xylan is a caricature like a, and 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 as he should be is a caricature but i mean i think the really fascinating part is that like we're supposed to hate xylan like it's that's very clear as we're reading like we're supposed to not trust him we're supposed to be irritated by him like he's so rich that even the riches hate him like his constant wardrobe changes fucking send me though <laughs> like it's just like oh my god like, we do like definitely a- get a repeat of that don't trust people with cloaks that happens throughout star wars yep um but what was interesting to me and we're gonna get a lot more about gira staros in this book and in subsequent books, she becomes a major, a major player. Dude, this was fascinating. In the to High me. Republic era, they're just openly talking about how she's like bought and paid mm-hmm. for by the Santecas. Like mm-hmm. that's like Gilded Age levels of corruption, where it's like, oh, you won't vote for this bill that Carnegie wants because you're a Rockefeller senator. Like, you know, it's like it's like that era, and it's wild that like. He's just saying that to her face in front of people. And yes. then later on, Syl is like, oh, now they're really going to talk um, like without mm-hmm. their filtered things. And yeah, mm-hmm. I know it's like they're, they're going to talk completely unvarnished. And I was like, then what the fuck did I just read? Holy moly. <laughs> it's yeah. No wild shit. Um, super. This is super fascinating. To me I would appreciate like, that opening really... in the. Uh... Oh, sorry. I would appreciate that. Uh, that openness in the prequel <laughs> trilogy. It'd be pretty. Right. Yo, yeah. tell me about it. Yo, tell me about it. Sorry, oh Padme, God. I'm not voting for this because I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's nominated uh, uh, Senator Palpatine to be chancellor. Yeah, this wasn't a surprise. I fucking did this. <laughs> I think you can usually tell who's the most bought and paid for in the prequels by how much velvet is in their office. That's accurate. Trick. And, and how Republican their name yeah. is. Right? Yes. Oh, my God. Tell if it could be if it could if it could be any anagram or interpretation of the word Mm -hmm. george bush (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i always i always love people like uh, introducing people to newt gunray 
for right. like the first time. <laughs> like, and by the first time, I mean people who have seen Nuke, who know who Nuke Gunray is, and then being like, hey, just reverse those syllables in his last name for a sec. Ray, Gu- oh. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to do. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> um, George Lucas isn't political. Not at all. This is this is not none of this is political. Um, I can't. Why can't you guys just keep fucking politics out of my Star Wars? <laughs> fucking liberals and trying to make Star Wars about them. All this fucking woke shit, man. You ro- go woke, go woke, get broke. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> just gonna keep drinking this beer. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because Gina Carano thinks suing Disney is gonna go well for her. Oh, Christ right. Almighty! That motherfucker. <laughs> Disney, famously not a litigious company. Oh my goodness, fucking gracious! <laughs> I think she I... just wants her name in the news. Yeah, that's exactly it. What you you didn't see her latest film where she played a Secret Service agent having sex with Joe Biden? <laughs> This is a real thing. Look it up, people. The I don't want to. Silence. This movie literally made eight hundred dollars. <laughs> We're all just absolutely speechless, and Chris is tickled. <laughs> I could have lived my whole fucking life, my whole life. And they think there's something wrong with us. I just. Man, oh man. I okay. Kira Staros. So I'm just fascinated by this just because like I we've only seen her through Avon's eyes. Um I don't think we've like if we've met her before, like Vern met her for like five minutes or something like that. Um Kira? Yeah. Yeah, we have never met her. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Um and it's fascinating because like, listen, Avon is a great character. And I like her a lot. And also, she's like, what, nine, ten? So, you know, and she's just like, oh, my God, my mom is terrible and so annoying. So, like, I'm not reading reading, reading this middle grade book as an adult. I was like, what the fuck was the name of this book? Uh, I'm looking it up because I don't remember either. I just remember <laughs> what the book cover looked like. I like remember all the other middle this grade so ones funny, and man. not this one. Um, but anyway, reading this middle grade book as an adult, I'm not necessarily inclined to believe her because like who doesn't kinda hate their parents when they're a tween, you know? Um But no, seeing Gira Stars like in person and up close and yeah, it was extremely interesting and I can absolutely see why Avon's like, what if I just stay on the frontier? So far from my mother that, you know, maybe I can just be invisible and never deal with anything ever. <laughs> like, And just reprogram my sassy droid. Also, it was yes. a test of courage. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I did not remember that shit. Thank you. Um, but, you yeah, know, getting, getting to actually meet her fucking Jesus. <laughs> it's also so sad because she has such good style. Like, I'm reading about her outfit. I'm like, What? What? Why do you have to suck? <sighs> and no. yet she's the she's the good guy. I know. In this mm-hmm. story so far. Mm-hmm. Like because she's not Xylan. And it's just it's a very interesting commentary that like yeah. You got to choose between level 500 suck and level 498 suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
No, I'm just like getting prequel flashbacks about just like I don't like politics, and I'm like, oh my god. So anyway, this is this is where we're at. Coarse and irritating. It gets everywhere. I speaking of coarse politics. And, coarse and irritating. Do you want to fucking rant now? I find Stellan Geos very coarse and very irritating. Oh my god. Um, Geos is sand. I just. It's it's very funny to me because people like people pe- people in the High Republic section of Star Wars Twitter or I don't know if it's Star Wars Blue Sky now I don't know I'm old <laughs> I'm old now um, but like there are people who love Stellan Geos and I think a lot of them are Zoomers what and I think that's part of it wait why why and why do you think that's part of it I don't know I just feel like it's like a different attitude and it's more like. I feel like to our generation, it's like, yeah, he's like Obi-Wan light and Obi-Wan already fucked it. Like, <laughs> at least that was kind of my thought when I first met him. Maybe that's just me, but like, oh, man. but like, he's, he's that, he's very much that like stick up his ass. Like I am the proper Jedi kind of guy. And he is just like re- repeatedly doing everything wrong for the jedi in my opinion and he is like militarizing them he's turning them into republic cops literally they they say it in this section where wreath and comac are talking and comac is like i'm sure he'll do what's best for the order stellan always does and wreath is like but what about what's best for the force i love wreath <laughs> wait why do the when wreath Zoomers... isn't thinking about fucking someone oh he is very insightful god he's so horny wait wait why do the Zoomers like him, though? I mean, I because he feels like a responsible authority figure. I guess so. I don't know. If if for some go- ungodly reason you're a Zoomer who likes telling Geos and listens to this podcast, please tell us why you enjoy this character. <laughs> Maybe not why you enjoy this character. I enjoy his character. He's no, yeah. Stellan Hive, like, um, rise up. Like, tell me I'm wrong here. <laughs> Also, maybe tell us why you're listening to our pod, because like, I mean, please continue. Yeah. But how did you I'm get surprised. here? <laughs> and and I'm and I'm sorry. And now I guess you're stuck. But <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just I, uh, oh my god, I I absolutely clocked that line where as well where Reef was just like, um, but what about this? I mm, and it's fascinating to me that like Selden was. Vern's mentor and I feel like she she's doing a really good job of like providing Emery with examples of just like it's okay to like live in a balance of you feel things and you don't necessarily let it affect you you know mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's you know it's whatever you get therapist you know has <laughs> been telling me for the past 10 years right and I, th- I think she does a good job of like telling him that and also trying to set that example and she says at some point that like I remember when once upon a time, my dad used to be really nice and approachable and um, I felt like I could talk to him about things. And now and now she's just like, and now he just has his official face on 24-7 and it's like, is this a face anymore or is this just him? Former gifted child, current ball of anxiety, Vernestra Rowe. <laughs> Her sweet baby. So accurate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's... I think, you know, we know from from seeing it again and again how special and intimate the relationship between a master and a Padawan is. And it is very telling to me 
that Vernestra is extremely open with every single person she meets in this book up and up to and including Xylan Graf and not Stellan. Stellan is the one that she's hiding things from. She won't tell him about the lightsaber. She won't tell him that she had another vision. And she wanted backup to be like to be asking to be hiding things from him. She goes to Avar and Avar's like, mm, don't do it. Yeah. She asked the person that she knew. Like she went to mom and is like, Am I bad if I don't tell dad this? Right. Like she she went to the person who probably the like one of the only people who knows Stellan better than she does. And and she said, and Avar said no. Yeah. So it's just it's so like it's it's so telling to me that Stellan is and, you know, and on the one hand, he is becoming, he is literally the face of the Jedi Order, as we saw in, um, at the end of the, um, Rising Storm. I was like, the Republic Fair book. Um, <laughs> at the end of the Rising Storm, and he is literally the face, and he's, like, kind of the one who's doing the interfacing with the politicians. We see him talk to Gira, and he, like, calls Vern all the way across the galaxy, out, o- away from the front line. To like, run an errand. To 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 no, not just to run an errand, to gain political clout. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's interesting because, you know, well, and we'll talk more about the kind of the role of the Jedi and how we see it shifting, and, uh, and in fact, we will talk about that. And let's just do, let's just talk about it. Um, like, he is the one shifting it because he is the one who has, like kind of stepped into his own and like and listen everybody else is letting it happen people are not free of responsibility here yoda but like at the same time she is out here being like why don't why doesn't sill like the jedi this it doesn't compute to her why sill could not like the jedi because they're heroes and like yes and also they have been put in an an impossible position where they are expected to be both army and cops as opposed to just going around doing good. Like you, you are seeing in real time, the shift from the Jedi putting doing good and being in touch with the light side of the force to just doing, which is where we are in the prequel. And I, and I feel like that's such a, a trap of politics. And it's interesting because I'm, I'm in real life, extremely pragmatic politically, um and and not idealistic at all but like they they they, we are seeing them in real time taking further and further steps into just going along to get along oh we're buddy buddy with the republic now yeah we'll send two negotiators to this political dispute that has nothing to do with us uh yeah you know we can we can just send people on spy missions uh for you know political assassinations there's there's no problem with any of this normal like and and like i hate the slippery slope argument because it rarely is a slippery slope but like we are seeing that slope start and it's all stellan's fault (laughs) i mean but also no i don't know no one everyone's like thinking about is this the right thing to do and no one's said anything yet either except for avar and stellan's just shouted her down so well, that's okay. Okay, that's okay. the thing. Okay, the antis appointed their champion, and he shouted her down. Fair enough. The antis, please stop. <laughs> <sighs> like literally, there is there is like 
this is obviously very paraphrased, but there's essentially a scene in Stellan's office where Vern is like, but I want to do actual good things. And Stellan is like, no. <laughs> like, it is. And like, and like you know, he, he has his reasons. The Republic is under attack. It's an unprecedented time. Like, they have never faced a threat like the Nile, particularly after what happened to Loden, where now they are taking the threat far more seriously because now the Jedi are not invulnerable. But at the same time, you have led by Stellan, because it's, you know, it's definitely not just Stellan, but you have led by Stellan this ideology of we are the ones who are important and we create importance and we are able to impart that on what we do versus the more kind of traditional spiritual uh, aspect of the force, which is nothing matters except the force. Mm -hmm. We are the vessels of the force. We do the force's will. We must always do the light side of the force, even when it is hard. And that's just quite simply not what's happening here. The light side of the force does not give a shit about currying favor with your Soros. <laughs> God. All right, that's my that's my gel my gelin <laughs> Stellan Geos soapbox for the day. I was gonna say, how's 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 it up there on the soapbox? How's the weather? It's it's honestly a little chilly. It's supposed to snow this weekend. Oh my god, I fucking hate you so much. But yeah. Um we've got speaking of just normal people and their opinions of the Jedi, we have Jordana on here. Um I almost want to save her for next time because I feel like you know she's gonna be gonna be doing some more like badass shit and also I almost I it almost feels wrong to talk to her, talk about her without Burb here because Burb or, obviously is already big gay in love with her so <laughs> so you know I feel like I feel I feel like we can perhaps put a pin in that for just for next yeah, time that's fair. um that we but, should always talk about Remy is it Remy? I was going to oh, say, she has yeah. a really good cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is probably also part of why Burb is big gay in love with her. Let's be real here. <laughs> even though even though Remy's the opposite of Tony. <laughs> they um, both be chonking. It's, oh, man. They're they're good kitties. Um, all right. So, uh, we've got a few um, bits and bobs here. Um, oh, my God. I... I'm, Somebody wrote down so many mentions of hollows. I'm Which obsessed. That's fine. I'm obsessed with Dr. Uttersand and him being right. in prison, being like, I get to watch TV. <laughs> Which is so amazing. He's just so overworked and burnt out. Which, like, you know, fair. He's working for evil people who will shoot him in the face anytime they think that he's no longer useful. But he's just like binging fucking basically like space K dramas and Nan's like what the goddamn hell is this and I'm like you go man like you take your take your vacation you take naps you eat popcorn like I love watching his stories he's just watching his fucking stories (laughs) he is everyone's grandma I know he's just he's just watching his programs and I, I really do picture him as this like basically like just like a, a little man in charger charger fan form where he's just got like all his hair coming out of his ears and stuff like yeah. and he's bent over and he's just like very big glasses like um God that did, do any of y'all remember oh my god I'm about to reveal how fucking old I am do any of y'all remember that Pixar short about the guy who plays chess with himself 
Yeah, of course. And he puts on those giant fucking glasses. That's what I'm picturing, except like an alien. bottle glasses. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay, listen, I don't know what people remember from. We are going to see Dr. Utterson in a comic at some point, and that is literally exactly what he looks like. Oh, hell yes. (laughs) Props to the authors for accurately painting that picture. I, I love it. It's, the amount of hollow shade, or not sh- hollow shade, Jesus, sorry, I'm reading the wrong line here. The <laughs> amount of hollow references makes me feel better about, like, and my boss knows I do this, so I don't feel bad saying this, although I hope she doesn't listen to our podcast. But sometimes <laughs> when I'm doing work, I have, like, trash TV on in the background oh, of, yeah, like, same. Love is Blind, or, like, some just really garbage show. Um, Just, like, so I, like, poke up my head. Sorry, Chris, this is basically an impression of you, but I see drama, and I'm like, huh. And then I go back to my computer and I do my work. Um, and so, I love it. Sorry, I don't know why I'm Phil has seen drama. Today. We will have two more weeks of <laughs> winter. Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and now I feel better about that because clearly Justina Ireland is a, a fan of trash TV in some capacities. So. Yes. Yes. No. It like listen. Sometimes you want some background noise on while you're reading or writing or whatever. And she's. I feel like she's absolutely one of those people who just like has on garbage reality tv while she's like editing or drafting or something like that which i love to hear (laughs) the other thing she did that i love is um there's some jar jar shade in this like Mm -hmm. specific references Mm -hmm. somehow from the past Mm -hmm. (laughs) about jar jar and i just love it like you know in the sequel movies when there's shade about the prequels it feels kind of forced but in this instance it was just yeah, I loved it. A lot of Gunkins have this very curious accent, and I'm just like, right, exactly. I see you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except she completely turns it on its head, where she's like, uh, the only other Gungan she'd ever met had this uh, very interesting accent, which people thought made him sound stupid, which he then used to his advantage as he was scamming mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't I think it's it. coincidental that I know that patois can have a variety of of meanings, but specifically in terms of like. Caribbean patois um, that she calls it that specifically. Oh, I was absolutely. like, okay, mm-hmm. let's see mm-hmm. you. Yes, absolutely. I think every time somebody brings up Jar Jar Binks, I think about how his canonical ending is he is a clown. <laughs> I know. Ten children. I know. Aren't his bones in like The Force Awakens? What? Didn't, no. didn't JJ get in trouble for that? Like, I thought that JJ, not in trouble, no, didn't no. JJ like try to do that or something? That was a fan thing. Oh, that okay. Was, like, oh, would no, this I saw it be online. funny? Wouldn't this be funny? Yeah, no, that never happened. No, he's just canonical. That makes more sense. I was like, damn. A His canonical clown. ending, though, is he's a. Oh, I guess, yeah, clown. I guess JJ Abrams <laughs> did say he would hide the skeleton in there, but it didn't really happen. Huh. Weird. Oh, JJ. JJ is so weird. I know. I can't just... stand that man. Please stop giving him IP to Things ruin. to do, I know. Just keep him as, like, a producer. He yeah. does great at writing checks. <laughs> He writes the best check. Hey, listen, he's produced several very good films. Yeah. He just hasn't made any. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Eh, Super 8 was fine. Um, also, whoever put in, put in this note about... Um, that was me. We can sell- save it for next time if we need. I just want to... We'll save it for Burb, yeah. We will, but Silly Jordana and U-Hauling, thank God. <laughs> it just killed me that she's like, I kind of forgot my mom was going to come back. And I was like, we'll just move in together. It's been a month. It's been a literal month. And I'm like, oh, girl. (laughs) It is very funny. It's so good. Well, no, we'll we'll bring this. We'll we'll bring all this back up again when when Burb is here. um, Because 
she will find no end of delight. Chief lesbian in. correspondent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh all right. Good shit. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about poor Vern trying to fucking teach do and ha- having a heart ha- do, do anything useful and left and right Jesus stymied by just a pure like incompetence idiocy and like political maneuvering this poor poor girl <laughs> or angry clouds oh yeah <laughs> so you know I mean it's it's funny because like so we know from it was announced at Star Wars Celebration whatever last year um that Vern is going to be a character in the Acolyte and they released a screenshot of her and she just looks so tired. And every time I read about her adventures, I'm like, man, I'd be tired too. I know. And also, I mean, like at that point, she'll have been alive for a while. So it's like existential tired. It's physical tired. Her back hurts all the time. Like <laughs> she's sick of the shit. Marie Allen arthritis. Yes. Aw. <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to add before we close this one out? All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to yet another trash fire of the Book Wars <laughs> pod. Uh, we're going to be finishing out of the shadows for our next episode, reading chapter 25 through to the end. If you want to read along with us, if you have the means and are so inclined please first and foremost, donate to the Palestinian feminist collective. Then if you want to flush your money down the toilet after that, you can donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod to support us. It helps us cover the hosting and production costs of the show. Uh, Particularly on Patreon, there is a $2 a month tier now where you can watch myself or Kate or both of us, if we're high enough, scream at the TV while one of us plays video games. Halo's going to happen at some point, and we're all... It's going to need to, yeah. We're all going to have a time. Season two starts this week. I am so hyped. Oh, my God. The show is so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's good. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah. Uh, we'll keep the quality Instagram content coming, particularly to the pictures of Argos, Orca, Tony, Wedge, and Tifa. Um, but in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Pottington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terror Design. Our audio and production are done, as always, by our very own Ashton at Ash Jeffies on Twitter. Uh, I never remember how to end it anymore. We don't do this enough anymore. For, for all of us. I was about to say, every single time, you just had the yips on the last sentence, bro. Every time. I need to just put it in the outline instead of just trying to, you know, uh, improv it oh for God. kate rana ashton miranda Kristen, all the all the pups she doesn't go here anymore and the right one cat. what i don't why she's still in absentia no whatever <laughs> fine i'm tell when i see her i'm going to tell her that you all told me to take her out of the fine. at least list Bo, but like i know this is true baby of the pod nephew all right of the pod. <laughs> official nephew of the pod Bo. um anyway i'm chris we'll talk to you next week fuck you chris